From grain to glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're homebrew back. I'm Casey. And I'm Miles. And welcome to episode one of Homebrew Bound, the only place where you will find the greatest homebrew stuff. Well, that's probably not true. There's probably others, but still, we're the best. We're the best. Because I said so. It's totally unqualified, but we're saying that we're the best. You can you can cite that. You you sure can. You sure can. So, uh, joining us today is Eric. Hey, people. Eric is a... New new homebrewer in the loosest sense of the word. A novice. <laughs> novice. Yes. Novice. He has he has not yet brewed, but he has like poured himself into recipe creation and it's like seems some of the biggest passion for recipe creation I've ever I th- seen. So yeah. I've, I'm really I've, excited to see what kind of beer you turn out. I think that would definitely be what I would prefer doing. Is the yeah, recipe just part. not not the actual not the brewing actual part. Work. I don't want to do the actual work, <laughs> but I'll do the easy part. No, I, I don't know if that's the easy part though. Okay, the least work intensive part. Fair enough. I I, Fair enough. Definitely yeah. the, the it, least. It's work definitely intensive. the least physically demanding. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. So, Miles, let's start us off here. What have you been brewing lately? What have you brewed lately? Well, let's see. Last week. Uh, my buddy and I, we went and made a Goza, which is a style of beer that is predominantly wheat, uh, made with coriander and salt. Does it turn you into a dog? It does not. <laughs> Ghostbusters. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to wait for him to finish before I made my <laughs> Ghostbuster joke. I missed something. Gozer. Is- yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Couldn't uh, resist. And, Couldn't then, resist. Uh, and then it's usually at least... I, I don't know if I've had a Goza is that like how close is that to a goose? Like, are they similar? No, or? no, no, not at all. Well, I mean, they're both sour, I guess. Okay, but that's about it. Um, a goza is just—I don't know—think of just like a, a light-bodied, you know, the smoothness that you get from a wheat, and then uh, salt gets put in there. Uh, it adds kind of like this refreshing quality. How much salt do you put in? Uh like what kind of? Are you just using table salt? You can. They really don't suggest that. Um, sea salt. Sea salt. Okay. Sea salt or kosher salt is like you know the better the better way. Yeah, to go. you probably don't want to use like iodized salt or something like that. Well, I mean, it's, it's it not even. It's off. not even that. It's just it doesn't have the right quality of flavor. Salting as as beer salt. is completely new to me. That's, yeah, yeah that's no, it is. New. It is completely new. It was originally a beer made in Germany, and it survived the Rheinheitsgebot. Oh. Because they reclassified it as a specialty regional beverage so that they didn't have to call it beer. So they could keep putting salt in it. It wasn't even that. It was was that the water that they had to use was really, really salty. Huh. And so they developed this wheat beer and then put some coriander in there and magic happened. Interesting. Yeah, that's that's interesting. So... So, are there any commercial styles available in the states of this? Shells, Goosetown goes. Really, Goza. Okay. Yes, it's spelled G O S E, but it's pronounced Goza. With Interesting. That, uh, at the, yeah, I, I found that out after okay. saying goes for way too long. Very cool. Very yeah. Cool. No, so it, it went well. Uh, you can use acidulated malt to acidify the beer a little bit to get a sour quality out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also use lactobacillus and other varying, 
you know, souring yeast strains. And I think we did lactobacillus and the acid malt. And then did two-day fermentation at uh, at about 95 degrees. And then moved it back down and pitched a secondary yeast strain. Okay. Very yeah. Cool. So that that's, that's what we've been doing. Man, you always do these weird, like, uh, just... Super complicated beers, and I'm I'm very like I brewed uh, four or five batches on Monday. How did and, that work out? You know, it worked out really well, except for the fact that towards the end I was getting tired, and I'm just like I don't want to do this anymore. So I ended up scrapping the last two batches, and I was going to do them this weekend, but then things got in the way. So hopefully, I'll be able to get uh, that 15 gallons done next week. Um, but anyway, uh. I I do a lot of simple beers. Like you can attest yep. to this. I my my motto for when I'm writing recipes and stuff is keep it simple, stupid. Like <laughs> no, you don't it, need to put the kitchen sink in this beer. No, it it's true, and that's actually one of the one of the more fun things that differs between us. We mm-hmm. do so many huge, unnecessarily complicated beers. Sometimes, more often than not, <laughs> more than I like to admit. <laughs> uh, but some of them really do work out exceptionally well. Yeah. Uh, some of them really kind of don't, uh, so there is a bit of a trade-off there. Yeah. No, uh, you guys are definitely more adventurous than I am. Yeah. I'm, I am I like my classic styles. Is that because you're afraid you might just mess it up and have no, crap it, beer that you don't want to drink? It's or? not necessarily a fear thing. It's more, I, ju- I, I like the simplicity of it. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that you can make a fairly complex beer with just a few ingredients. Yeah. That That part... Uh, just amazes me about it, and I feel like I can make a cleaner, um, a cleaner beer that I like more with fewer ingredients right. than if I right. put a lot of stuff into it. Well, one of the other things to consider is, uh, in this case, you put your beers in kegs and on tap, right? Yep. Um, if you're going to have five gallons readily available, you don't necessarily want to be drinking a stout. All day, every day. Yeah, there is that. You know, or, you know, a a Scotch-style 80, you know, or something big and heavy, whereas if you have a bitter or pale ale, you know, it's so much easier to go in. Have a pint here and there. Day after day, and just... You don't get burnt out on it. Yeah, exactly. And I guess that's part of it, is, I mean, we we brew beer to drink a lot of, and... yeah. (laughs) Uh, yep. because I mean, we, we have the, we have the taps in the studio and so we have a bunch of people in all the time. And so yep. we just, we brew stuff and we go through beer fairly quickly. Yeah. And so with the simple things, you know, it's, it's a lot easier to just, you know, go through stuff though. We did brew a double IPA, kind of a take on a Pliny clone sure. that had a, a ridiculous amount of hops in it because we, Anything I mean, Anything less would be falling short. Yeah. And like I did a bunch of like. Uh, blending and stuff like that too. So there's different. I think there's five or six different styles of hops in it. And yeah, yep. I've I've looked at other Pliny clones, and I I think the least I've seen was four. Yeah. Different types of hops, and I think I've seen as many as like nine. Yeah, and that like That's... it it goes against everything that I'm about. I'm like I don't yeah. want to. Nine seems a little overboard. Like the the flavors wouldn't really um. Not... No, I I, I, I think know. the like best case scenario, most of them, or like half of them, end up being uh, substitutes for each other. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if you're gonna make a beer and you wanted to use this, you know, hop A, but that's not available, then you can use hop B, right. and there's gonna be a small enough difference where you don't care. 
mm-hmm. you'll end up using both A and B in this kind of beer right. with a hop schedule like that. Right. And in the grand scheme of things, uh, probably is a little unnecessary. It is, but I mean, it could also add a complexity to the hop character, yeah. which yep, with true. with a with a beer like that, with a double IPA, that's where all your complexity is coming from because you're not really going to be able to taste the malt. In no, fact, no. the best the best double IPAs I've had are so like. Uh, Pale ale only, pretty much. Well, it's your your uh, your malt is so far in the back end, like it's just a hot bomb, right? And it's they're super dry. You can, I mean, you can tell that there's something there, but the hops just takes the forefront. If your malt starts overcoming your hops in a double IPA, it's no longer a double IPA. Yeah, yeah it's not no. What it needs to be is the for. is the malt needs to be like the platform that the hops stand on, you know, so that you don't even pay attention to it. Just the it, base. It's yeah. just there to, yeah, right. to give everything else to a place to sit on. Because you can't exactly brew beer with just hops, I don't think, could you? No. no that would, that no, would be disgusting. It work. <laughs> that would be gross, bitter water. Yeah. It would be, yeah, it it would would be not horrible. be delicious. Not be delicious at all. So, Eric, um, I guess you haven't been brewing much lately, but why don't you tell us about one of the recipes that you've crafted lately? Um, well, the, the first one that I wanted to do was, um, I'm a big fan of stouts, and I wanted to do um, a, a chocolate uh, cream stout. And uh, I, I just did my research and read a lot about, you know, the different malts and, and you know, uh, grains to go in with it. Um, and then, you know, of course, like the lactose count and... Because I was reading a lot of people, you know, brewing like a 10 gallon, 10 gallons of stout, like a, a milk stout. And, you know, they add a pound of, of lactose or, you know, milk sugar or whatever they call it. And mm-hmm. uh, it came, everybody was saying, you know, it comes out way too sweet. So I kind of just was thinking to myself, well, what if instead of using an entire pound, just use like three quarters of a pound? And you would still, you know, still get that good flavor. Um And everybody was talking about using like chocolate extract. And I was like, well... Why not chocolate nips? Because the cocoa nips, yeah, cocoa nips, yeah. and yeah, I, I think that would that would be stellar, uh, a stellar addition to it instead yeah. of using extract. I mean, I like extracts and all, but I really don't think you get the true flavor. Out yeah, of extracts. A- extracts can be really weird. Um, mm. I know the first time I was brewing my watermelon wheat beer, a lot of people suggested using extracts, and I'm like, I don't, I just don't know, I don't. So what I did instead is. I juiced watermelon. Do you know how hard it is to juice a watermelon? It's got to be sloppy, sloppy work. So what I ended up doing was I, I bought a potato masher, uh, and I just mashed mash the watermelon. It. That's probably a good And then just <laughs> ran it through a strainer? Yeah, yeah no, a cheesecloth and squeezed it. Epic. Yep. Yeah, that's, love it. It, it, was, love it was a lot of work. It was sticky, sticky work. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, I yeah. just, I ended the day just a sticky mess. But that watermelon wheat turned out phenomenal. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah I mean, I... I uh, I, I come from, you know, like cooking culinary. I, I love food, and, and to me, using fresh stuff is always the best. Yeah. I mean, yep. extract just will not give you the same flavor as, as using what? watermelon extract when you can just use a regular watermelon. It's yeah. so much more delicious, sure. you know. Just throwing it out there, I found that with extract flavors, that sometimes if you're not drinking the beer at the right temperature, the flavor profile falls apart, like, ridiculously. Yeah. Huh. Well, and then extracts are also really easy to overdo. Yeah, um, oh, it yes. is. It is ridiculously easy to overdo an extract. Super concentrated, you know. So yeah. So um, wait, uh, like what I've heard people doing is they'll they'll bottle it, like they'll bottle it, but before they cap, um, they'll go through and they'll take a test bottle and they'll put like half a drop in. They'll mm-hmm. taste it and be like, 
needs a little bit more. So they, you know, put a little bit more, and they then they do it that way instead of uh, extracting the entire batch. Right. That's actually a pretty good idea. Yeah. I mean, it's really you can you can you can do that stuff with uh, with um, any any beer that you're going to spice as well. You can yep. make a tincture and just add it, like take an eyedropper and add it to the bottles. Mm-hmm. That was and, actually one of the things that, um, well, similar uh, that they suggested for the Goza is a lot of people have different preferences for the salinity of the beer, mm-hmm. and they said if you want a comparable, you know, example, just get some water put some salt in it, and taste it. You know, and if that's too salty or not salty enough, you know, then do another one and, you know, kind of dial it in and then scale it to your batch. Okay. Because, you know, uh, the saltiness isn't offset by any of the other ingredients. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Makes sense. All right. Um, I think we can move on to the next segment, unless you guys have something else you want to add about brewing this past week. Actually, I was curious. Are you willing to share your uh, stout recipe that oh, you're yeah. talking about? Um, I, I don't have it handy, and I don't have it memorized, but yeah, I mean... Uh, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll throw it up on the uh, on the yeah. blog this week, and okay. you guys can take a look at it. I'm just curious. I guess I didn't know that you were writing recipes, and I am like super stoked to see what you're coming up with. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely will uh, let you take a look at it. Yeah, we'll, we'll, throw it, we'll throw it up on the blog this week, and uh, maybe throw a link in the description. Description of this thing down in the doobly doo we'll in the doobly doo. Oh man, I think that's copyrighted by those guys. So. <laughs> All right, uh, so the next segment uh, is our homebrew tasting segment. This is what I'm really excited. This is one of the reasons I wanted to do this show because we brew a lot, and I mean we we drink each other's beers, but we never actually sit down and tear them apart. And so yes. that's what I want to do right here. So I have uh, my my BN show starter, which is a uh, English extra special bitter. Is that what you decided to name it? It's it's the show starter. Yeah, that's a, a great name, right? That's it's a, a great, great name. name. It's a great name. Okay, uh, wait. That's the name of the beer. Yeah, I, I like it. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's I a, love it. So it's a, it's a five and a half percent beer. Um, I did. It was a ten gallon batch. Um, I did twenty pounds of UK two row, a pound of Crystal fifteen, and half a pound of Crystal one twenty. Uh, were the malts, and then I did uh, four ounces of Kent Goldings at sixty, and two ounces of Kent Goldings at zero. Uh, at flame, and then I used Irish Moss at uh, fifteen minutes. Um, the yeast was Y yeast, nineteen sixty eight London ESB, um, and I mashed at one fifty two for sixty minutes. Nothing super exciting happened during the boil. Like I hit all my numbers for the most part. I think I I think I was just under. Uh, yeah, I missed my original gravity reading by three points. Under so or I hit over under under. Okay. I was I was uh, ten fifty four and I wanted to hit ten fifty seven. Okay, so I figured that's that's within the margin of error. Yeah, no, that's for sure. What is that like seventy three percent? I don't know. You're, no, it's it's not bad. I did really is. well. Yeah, uh, and then yeah, I th- I fermented it for um, two two weeks at uh, at basement ambient because I hadn't gotten my fermentation chamber up okay. yet, um, and it fluctuated between probably sixty five and seventy two, right in there within the margin of error. Yeah, so yeah, um, when you pour it in, you get I mean I think it has a decent head. Uh, it doesn't stick around super long. No, but, but you it's do not have, supposed to. You, you do have a nice thin layer that lingers. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. I, I poured myself a glass that had probably three fingers worth of head, 
Um, then over the next two minutes, it faded, and now I have a nice thin layer, and it's been about five or ten minutes at this point. So it's it's looking pretty good. Very, very clean. Very clear. So that's that's impressive. Yeah, no, I think, like, I, I've had uh, a lot of luck lately with getting my beers crystal. Like, no, like, as far as homebrew goes, their, like, clarity is usually, like, one of the biggest issues yep. that people seem to have or are at least bothered by. So, all right. Um, I guess Miles, why don't you just go through a uh, like your your rundown, and then we'll have Eric do his, and then I'll chime in at the end here. All right. I'll apologize ahead of time. My nose isn't exactly on par these days, but uh, I'll do the best I can. All right. Well, while he's smelling things, yes. Why come um, back? Come back to me. I gotta like gather my senses. Oh, okay. 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 Well. Yeah, um, there's there's not really a whole lot. Uh, I decided to brew this style because it's one of my favorite styles. Um, I, I bounce between this and an American Pale Ale a lot as just go-to styles. Basic, yeah. I like this one. Uh, easy drinker. For sure. Yeah, it's an easy drinker. Um, a bit more malt character than I usually get in a Pale Ale. Um, I like the different, I like the English hops and the English yeast character. Like those, those are two things I really like about English beers. All right, you ready, Miles? I think so. All right. All right, so um, I don't get quite as much of the hop aroma as I might expect, uh, especially you said two ounces at Flame Out. Yep. Okay, I, I think I actually get a lot of the malty sweetness coming through. It's actually quite pleasant. I think I get that crystal, uh, yeah. the, the 120. It, really, really nice. It smells great. Um, let me get a taste here. Tasting makes good radio, guys. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> we need a tasting segue while somebody tastes. Right. Okay. Tasting. Um, I get a little bit of that. Uh, the English hops, the the grassy kind of feel okay, and, yep. and and taste. Uh, this is a uh, ESB. You said. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I I like the bitterness. It comes through. Um, the malt feel is definitely there. I don't exactly get a lot of malt taste per se. Or you know, it's not coming through as strongly as the hop, you know, yeah. the hop characteristics do, which I guess is typical of the style, of mm-hmm. course. Um, very simple, uh, crisp, clean. It's a little on the drier side. Not a complaint. Uh, no, if I was gonna if I was gonna rate this like I would any other commercial beer, let's say out of a hundred, I'd probably give it. I don't know, eighty-eight, eighty-nine. This is actually. I'll take re- it. No, it's it's really good. <laughs> um, there's little to say, I guess, that's nuanceful about it. Yeah. You know, it's it's very simple, um, but it's elegant at the same time. It's just well made. It's well put together. So. All right. Uh, is there anything you would change about it? Uh, maybe up the bitterness. Just up the bitterness? I think, yeah. Just, just a more, little bit. Some more Kent. Like five points or something. Nothing dramatic, but... Um, I, I think uh, I might add some more flame out or maybe even like a small dry hop just to make sure that aroma is coming through. Yeah, because it, it's, it's, it doesn't smell bad. It's actually it's quite pleasant, but yeah. it's a little atypical of the style. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Eric? Um, the, the smell of it is, is really good. Um, it it kind of reminds me of like a burnt toffee. Kind of, It's definitely an English... Smell some, some honey kind of stuff coming. Yeah, through. Uh, yeah. Um, and the the color of it's gorgeous. It's it's really really good looking. 
Um, the taste, I, I mean, I don't know as much as you guys do about the taste of different hops and stuff like that, but I like that the bitterness of it is good. Uh, it's definitely something that's easy to drink. Like, this is definitely, I, I think you nailed the style. This is something that people would sit around in a pub and and drink while they watch their foot, footy games or whatever, yeah. you know. Um, it's it's good stuff, man. Uh, I think you did a really good job. I like the the head on it, like you guys were saying. It, it's it's nice. The bubbles are nice and tight. It sticks around. It's it was it's good stuff. All right. Um, I guess uh, in the aroma, I get the sweet toffiness, um, almost like a little bit of biscuit character. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's slightly that, like that's, it's that's it's good, it's, yeah. it's kind of there ish. Like. Um, but yeah, like you're saying, uh, there's not a whole lot of hop aroma, and I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing. Uh, am no, I like not really? Because no. I, I guess uh, with with the amount of like hoppy, like super citrusy beers that w- that we're pounding back here in the studio a lot. Yep. Um, it's just kind of refreshing not to have that overwhelming. Yeah, overwhelming hop. Yeah, it's it's definitely different. <laughs> when I when I took my first sip, I was like, this is something that we don't usually taste here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, on the on the other hand, it doesn't quite fit style that way. So if if I'm looking to bring this into style, I think I'll I'll either add some more late hop or uh put or maybe maybe like a 15 minute addition to kind of back up that the flame out. Sure. Uh, if if anything, I'd have to say if if you did two ounces at flame out and we're not smelling it, maybe you just need to change that finishing hop. In, instead of all, instead of a, instead altogether. of an EKG, use something like a yeah. foggle. Yeah, probably. Um, then you, maybe you, not. You know, nix that, but you know, maybe take some of the EKG, back it up to fifteen, and then have a different finishing. There what, you go. What are something you looking more for? Like some, something, yeah, something more powerful. Just, yeah, just, just something that'll come through a little right. bit more. Uh, I think, like maybe the just, just I mean, the malt is just covering that, like between the malt and the the yeast esters, because I mean, it does definitely does have that English yeast character. Yeah, yeah. it's got. Yeah, it's got like you said that biscuity, yeah, uh, British feel to it. Um, Which I, I, that, I love. I love. I, 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 I'm, I'm super pleased with how clear this came out and yeah. how just drinkable it is. Yep. Like you can sit and drink this beer all day long and you won't get tired of it. No, that would actually be that would be difficult. Yeah. No. Overall, uh, the like I said, it was a well made beer. You know, clearly there are areas of improvement that can be, you know, addressed, and we, you know, kind of just kind of touched on them, but. Mm-hmm. No, there's always room for improvement. Exactly. And, I mean, this is the second time I've brewed this beer, and this is a vast improvement over the first. Uh, did you so. change anything from the first time? Um, I, I did. I changed up the recipe a little bit. Uh, in the first one, I had, I had I, I believe I had another crystal edition. Um, and so I, I just axed that completely. Um, I think I had something in between the 15 and uh, 120, and I just I just cut that out completely. because Pro- Probably it a good idea. Yes. Yeah. Uh, if anything, the the malt, particularly the crystals, are coming through just a little bit too hard. You think so? <clears throat> I mean, at least in the aroma. Yeah, oh, um, for sure. I don't know if if maybe maybe I'll axe the uh, the one twenty. Uh, well, I want the darkness. No, 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 no. You don't need to axe the one twenty. Maybe cut the the, the 15, other one in the half. 15? Just do do hand. a half pound of, fif- of yeah. the crystal fifty. That's not a bad idea. It, there you it, go. It'd lighten it up. Um, it'd let some of the hot bitterness come through a little bit more. If you took the EKG, backed it up, that would probably compensate for those last few IBUs that mm-hmm. you might want to get. 
and at a, at a finishing, and you have a winner. All right. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Thank you, Miles. Yeah. It's, yeah. Al- it's always and nice again, it makes things more simple, which I like. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Yes. All right. So, yeah, I, I'm really happy yeah, with good, this beer. Good stuff. I can't wait to drink more of it. Well, that'll happen. I have another full keg of it. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, it will get drunk. We, we have some work to do. All right. All right. Um, oh, now... I got to get some bumpers here because some of these kind of some of these segments are kind of fun. Uh, we are going on to our our uh, I guess our host challenge. I've got to figure out a good name for it, um, but our podcaster challenge. We're basically we are uh, all all of the people in like that are a part of the show. Uh, there's there's the three here today, and then there's a few more who just couldn't make it, and they'll be popping in and out. We're gonna have an ongoing uh, homebrew competition between us. And so what's going to happen is a third party, this week it's going to be Eric, is going to draw a style from the hat, and Miles and I are both going to brew that style against each other, and then there's going to be a vote on the show, and we'll decide the winner via that vote. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right, so, Eric, are you ready to choose the style I mean that decides how I beat Miles. Are, are we going to it's, talk about what we're going to do with this this particular one? Uh, yeah, well, let's let's see what the style okay, is, okay. and then we'll then we'll we'll elaborate. Yeah, we'll elaborate a little bit. God, the pressure's on because man. the well, and first of all, there has to be a lot of trash talking throughout yes. this entire competition. Oh yes, so I'm putting that one back because we need something different. What what is it? Paleo. That's fine. It can be a pale ale. We nah. got to do no. We ha- no. We have to do it. You we, can't. No. No. Okay. Fine. The the hat has pale chosen. Ale. The hat has. The, cho- the hat, the has, hat chosen. has chosen. All right. Pale ale. All right. All right. I suppose we should decide. Are we going to do an American or an English? Uh let's let's go American. American American pale ale. All right. Yeah. Partly, I got to brew another one anyway because I'm out. So. That's yes. true. Well, no. Partly because we have, like you said, another English beer, or an entire another keg of an English beer. <laughs> that, and I need to work on my my hop choices. Like, as far as writing recipes, I, I lack the most in hops. All right. All right. So, uh, let's, let's go over the rules of this competition. Sure. All right. Rule one, no outside help. The entire beer is like yours start to finish. I mean, you can, you can ask for advice, but you can't be like, hey... Make this recipe for me. Yes. Um, tips and tricks only. Yes, tips and tricks only. That is it. Uh, on brew day, the entire process is done by you. Nobody else can help with the process. That's not such a huge deal with us, but for like, yeah. when, we, when we start bringing other people in who aren't quite as experienced, I think doing the entire process on your own is fine. Um, extract or all grain is fine. If you if you want to do an extract pale ale, that's completely okay. Well, I've got my one gallon all grain setup, so yep. Um, yeah. Other than that, uh, have fun. Oh, awesome. Is, yeah. Uh, and then this beer, um, we are planning on tasting during our live show on July thirteenth at the Divine Homebrew Competition. Uh, is when that competition will be. So we'll have we'll have a we'll have an official winner and then I guess a popular choice winner. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yes. The official winner will be me. The popular choice may or may not be me. No, it's totally gonna be me for both of them. No. Yes. You already have an award. Now it's my turn. No, I disagree completely. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, I guess Eric, do you have any questions on this competition? Um 
you know, or future competitions. Or I, I, I really think that we got a good grasp on it. It is just a basic competition. It is, it is, um, um, and we're gonna have like a running how, leaderboard and stuff like how, that. So. What quantity are you brewing? Uh, quantity just, doesn't doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Does yeah. not matter. Uh, you can brew as little as a gallon or as much as a barrel. I don't really care. What is the method of imbibing? Are you gonna have it out of the keg? Are you gonna have it in a bottle? That that is completely up to the the brewster. The brew. The so brewer. basically, the 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 rules is you you just do whatever you want as long as it's American pale ale. As long as it's American and pale ale. You're not you're, you're not getting outside. As in, uh, yeah, and you're not no getting outside, outside interference. If yep. it's an American pale ale and you made it yourself. Yep. No going to the store and taking off the label. Because <laughs> we will taste this here in Nevada Pale Ale. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Still one of my favorites, not going to lie. It's a fantastic thing. Uh, and next week, uh, we'll talk a little bit about the style American Pale Ale, and we'll have a commercial example or two to try. And uh, we'll give you updates on like what our recipe is, how our brew day goes, how the fermentation's going, yep. and stuff like that as we progress. That sounds good. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. All right, moving on to the discussion for this week. Uh, this week we are talking, we're just kind of going to do an overview about what this show is, what Homebrew Bound is, um, and what homebrewing is specifically. Uh, we're going to talk about what homebrewing is, why we homebrew, why we do it, um, and different topics and stuff that we're going to cover throughout the next year or so. All right, um, Miles, what is homebrewing? Honestly, uh in five words or less, making your own beer. Okay. No, uh, it really is about that simple uh, as far as what is it. Uh, how do you do it is the much more, you know, in Interesting question. question, yeah. It's the rabbit hole. By the time you're asking that question, you're in for a long ride. Yes. And a fun one at that. It's, it's a ridiculously deep rabbit hole that yes. I still haven't hit the bottom. No, no, I'm still bouncing off the walls back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. Uh, why do you homebrew? What is your personal reason for homebrewing? Uh, well, beer has been a passion of mine for a while. Uh, I remember back in the day drinking Lining Kugels thinking this was the shit. Oh, man, that Lining is the shit. And Corona, it, you know, you know anything that wasn't McGolden Lighter, uh, Miller High Life, mm. which is what I more or less grew up with. And then one day my brother brings some new Glarus, and then it's like a light flicked on, and I'm like, this stuff is awesome. And we're allowed one. <laughs> I'll edit it. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I'm thinking this stuff is awesome. Then uh, over time, I just start exploring craft beers, drinking, 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 drinking. And then I thought, like, it would be cool to make. And I talked to a couple of buddies, and at some point we, you know, like got some stuff together, and we made. Uh, uh, a recipe kit. Mm -hmm. And then uh, at some point I came into my own money and I'm like, nope, we're done. We're we're doing this now. And then <laughs> I think with two visits to the homebrew shop, I spent $1,200 and got everything. I, I basically started walking around with, you know, like a big cart that you would carry, you know, dozens of boxes with. And I'm like, do, you know, give me all the things. Could you imagine Miles walking home down the highway with his big old cart of <laughs> right? whistling a, a, a shanty? No, it, it was actually quite ridiculous, you know, and I'm like, okay, I don't know what I'm doing. Tell me about the things. And they're like, well, you might want this. I'm like, put it on the cart. If you think I might need it, 
put it on the cart. Yeah, I'm so buying they, all of it. They salesman do you. No, I sales. I let he them salesman sell. himself. Yeah, I'm like, give me all the things, and then I like bought everything. They like by the end of it, they were giving me like free books and stuff because I was dropping seven hundred dollars. That's cool. And then I came back and dropped five hundred more. Wow. Yeah. No, I I did I did everything. That's I got awesome. it all, and I haven't looked back. Nice. Very nice. Um, Eric, why don't you tell us a little bit about your homebrew journey so far? I know, um, it, however brief it is. But what I I'm interested about it. Of course, I like beer. I be I wouldn't be here if I didn't like beer. But um, I'm interested in like knowing what f- what flavor comes from what. Like you guys know, like the hops and stuff like that, and how to make you know just the, the different flavors and different varieties of all the grains. You know, I, that is what interests me. Uh, not necessarily the whole working part of it. You know, mashing and all that. You know, I mean, you have to do that obviously. But I I really think I could get creative with beer when, mm-hmm. when I get comfortable with it. And um, uh, to me, it's it's a new aspect of my culinary side. It's, okay. It's a different a different way to, to play around with taste, tasty stuff. Yeah. I, I like tasty stuff. So, uh, Good deal. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess that brings us around to Casey. Yeah. So my homebrew journey began a few years ago. Uh, I... I I'd been interested in it. Um, I had a friend who made a couple of Mr. Beer kits, and well, they were terrible. They were just absolutely atrocious. Yeah, not good stuff. But I mean, I drank the crap out of some of those beers just because. Hey, free beer! Yeah. <laughs> Free and beer. liter bottles, this yeah. is awesome. Yeah, in, in <laughs> liter plastic soda bottles. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, I when I started my my drinking career, if you will, I didn't like beer. I hated it. Uh, I mean, I tried like you know the big three, uh, and then I found uh, Killian's Irish Red, and that was that was the greatest thing since sliced bread to me. Right? No, and, I, I remember those days too. Yeah, and then you know it just kind of snowballed from there. I started finding newer and better beers, uh, and then. Uh, I finally turned 21. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we don't talk about we that. We don't talk about that. But uh, no, then, um, so he had done these Mr. Beer kits. He'd done a couple of them, and like they weren't, like they were drinkable, but they weren't great. And I'm like, you know, maybe there's, maybe you just can't do it. And then one day I was like, you know, I kind of want to try it again. So I started doing research, and I researched it for a good six months before I settled on what I was going to do. So I, I researched it for like six months, and then I bought a, a beginner kit from Midwest Supplies that had like the, yeah. the pot and all that. The pot fermenters. The, and, the, and the start and like an yeah. a, a extract kit. And that, I did five or six extract batches, and then I jumped into all grain, and I haven't looked back. My yeah. wallet and my bank account hate me, but... It's painful sometimes. It is. It is. But, I mean, I keep getting to it like, you know, I'm on my second kegerator. I'm on... <laughs> <laughs> I'm on... I have my fermentation chamber now, and I have mini fridges filled with beer, and so it, it's, a, it's a good thing. And now and now I have a radio show, so that's... Yes. <laughs> no, you know what's funny, though? Somebody might think you have a problem. That's you, ridiculous. You researched it for six months. I went to the store not even knowing how to brew, and I went all grain writing my own recipe. Yes. We did that recipe, and we dumped most of it out. (laughs) We revamped and redid that recipe. Uh, I choked some of it down and dumped the rest. We revamped and redid that recipe. 
Uh, I choked it down and got rid of the rest, and then we scrapped the recipe and started over. See, if I, if I, <laughs> if I had to dump two batches in a row, I think I would have been done. It, three. Well, it, yeah, no, but I'm just well, saying two would have been my Well, yeah. I mean, it, it, The first I, time could be a fluke, but the second no, time, I, bad I, recipe. It was just a bad recipe. It's not that we were making it badly, which was, like, one of the encouraging things. The other part is... I had already spent over a thousand dollars. Yes, on it. No, you I'm can't. not going to stop just because I dumped stop. some beer yeah. down the drain. Right. Yes. Well, you went your way. I went, you know, five extract batches, and then my first all grain batch. I won a trophy on. So there you go. <laughs> oh, was that really? Yeah. Oh my! So you really only started that that recently. Yeah that that was wow. my first all grain. That was my first all grain batch. Yeah, I started like six years ago. Yeah, I know. You you, you got <laughs> a lot of experience ago. under me, like over me, but. I'm catching up quickly, slowly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> time only moves so fast, Miles. I can't. Right? It's all relative. Yep. All right. Uh, so yeah, that's why we homebrew. Uh, so if if you if if somebody listening right now wanted to go out and get started homebrewing right this instant, Miles, what would they need? Uh, if we're talking absolute bare minimum, uh, you could get away with, and and I have a list here for you. Uh, a big pot, preferably five gallons at least, a uh, stirring spoon, and that could be plastic or metal. You can get away with wood. I don't necessarily suggest that. Not if you boil it, you're fine. Yeah. Um, a strainer is kind of necessary. A thermometer, you might be able to get away without, but I don't suggest it. Uh, then you need cleanser and sanitizer, preferably ones that are homebrew approved. Uh, then a bottling cane, bottling brush, bottles, caps, and a bottle capper. And an extract kit. And, and of course, an extract kit. So, yeah. I mean, you could go into a homebrew shop with 100 125 bucks and get most of this. Uh, if you had your own pot, you could probably walk in there with, like, 50 bucks yeah. and, and probably get away with most of this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's... The pot's the most expensive. Bit. Yeah, the pot would be over half of yeah. what... And that I mean is. that is going to produce as long as you follow sanitation properly yep. and follow the directions on the kit. That is going to produce a very drinkable beer. Yeah, it'll it'll be drinkable. It'll be five gallons or roughly two cases, and chances are it'll still be cheaper than buying. Yes, anything equivalent from a store. Yeah, and I mean it's, and we say drinkable like you know it might not be the greatest beer, but it's probably not going to be the greatest beer you've ever had. Um from an objective standpoint, but from a subjective sta- standpoint, you made that beer, and, and that is going to add 10 points of deliciousness uh, yeah. to it it's, uh, right it's, there. That's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> it's pretty awesome being able to drink your own stuff. Okay, well, and then, uh, like, that first batch I shared with everybody. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I, I think that's an important aspect of it, too. You know, you want yeah, you to celebrate hey, your beer victory. I made this beer. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. They're like, it's good. Darn right it yeah. is. <laughs> Best beer you ever had, huh? If you're going to pour it out while well, I'm not looking. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, and that's that's your initial investment. And then it just skyrockets from there. So just don't don't show your SO your... Oh, your, you know what I missed? Your, I think I skipped yeah. fermentation vessel. You need Oh, that. you need a bucket. You need a bucket. A food grade <laughs> bucket. <laughs> Fermentation vessel is short for, or long for, bucket. Well, there are multiple types. Yeah, but it's, mostly when you're starting, you're going to use plastic buckets. And I yeah. like my plastic buckets. Car- glass like carboys scare the crap Dangerous. out of me. 
I know. and I differ on a lot of aspects. Yes, yeah. And you're, this'll this'll I mean, be fun. This'll be fun. Um <laughs> but I'm I'm a pansy. <laughs> no, I'm not even talking about that. Oh yes, yeah, the whole yeah. We'll get we'll get to that when we're talking about mash tons. That'll be in a couple of weeks here. Yes. Yeah, uh so if you guys have any questions or uh like homebrew specific questions or would like your beer tasted uh on the show. Uh, you can either send us an email at feedback at com, or you can message us on Facebook and we'll set that up and uh, shoot us an email. And if, if, you're out of, if you're out of state or whatever and you want to send it in, you can do that. Or if you're local, you can actually come down onto the show and uh, we'll sample we'll, it with we'll, you. We'll sample it with you. And that'll be a lot of fun. Be on the radio. Yes. Uh, and you, are, you will get our expert and professional feedback yeah. for your beer. We're professional now. And experts. We had we only cussed once, <laughs> <laughs> almost twice, but I caught myself. Yeah, you, yeah, you caught yourself. Anyway, uh, yeah. So, if you enjoyed this show or any of our, our other programming on the network, uh, head on over to patreon.com dot com studios and become a, a patron of our arts today. Uh, Patreon is like a tip jar where you can give us a monthly recurring donation, and we give you something in return. Uh, at the $5 level, we have a, an exclusive podcast for you guys to listen to. So, if you guys go check that out, uh, every dollar helps. Uh, gets us beer on the table and uh, radio in your ears. So, all those things are good. Uh, you can also find the link at uh, com at the top of the homepage. There's a Become a Patron Today link. And go ahead and click on that, and it'll bring you right to patreon.com slash studios. Uh, just one announcement. Uh, the Divine Homebrew Competition is July 13th. Uh, yep. Miles, do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Sure, why not? All right, so we have about eight categories. Pretty much every beer uh, is accepted. Uh, and will fit under one of the categories. It's five dollars for a submission. Um, final submissions are the first of next month, so July first. If you want uh, official beer judges judging your beer, uh, we will need two bottles for that. Anything in addition is for the People's Choice Award, and that's uh, you share your beer with anybody who shows up to the event, and they have a chance to vote on whether or not they think your beer is the best. Uh, if you want to do only people's choice, you have pretty much all the way up until the day of to submit your beers. We are accepting right now. Alrighty. Um, if you have any feedback on this episode or any of our others, go ahead and send us an email at feedback at blindinstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindinstudios or follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. And I'll see you guys next week. Have a good one.